Everything from overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered two buggies on stickies. This is the Total Off-Road Podcast. I'm Steve. And I'm Ian. And thanks for joining us for episode number 65. Is it lucky? Nope. Doesn't sound like it's going to be from last week's story. I'm going to say it's lucky. Big big socket sets (laughs) used, exploding tents, like... Exploding tents. Maybe a TBD on the lucky. You know what I mean? Like, where did we leave off at? You uh, got to the park and got your membership membership card. Nice. Uh cool. Okay, so we got to the park. Um, Mike and I got his stuff squared away. Do you want to give him a a quick recap on the event? Oh, what oh, the event yeah. is? Well, that'd be probably a good idea. Wouldn't no, it? It's not a bad idea. Okay, so um, two weeks ago, I went to the Badlands Off Road Park for. The uh, North American XJ Association uh, Midwest Chapter Winterfest 2021. Year, it's a. I think the event started in 2000. So it's been going on for a while. Oh then. yeah, okay. a while. I think right. it started in 2000. Pretty sure. So um, got to go to that. It was all signed up and registered, and went to. Um, the Badlands for a, I think that that event is like a two or three day event. Oh, really? It's like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, kind of. Okay. Um, the biggest. I know last year we just went for the day. Yeah, the biggest stuff happens on Saturday, where, uh, but it is Friday as well. Like you can you sign in, you can do trail rides on Saturday, like guided trail rides on Saturday, um, and then you can also, and then on Saturday or Sunday as well. <sighs> Sorry. You can do them on Friday. Yes. And Saturday. Yes. I do not know about Sunday. Okay. But I know that f- Saturday night at the campgrounds is like the big fire and everybody gets together and like chili cook off. I don't know. I idea. feel like there might be, but I, I doubt it. We did it. I don't think it is. And it worked out well. It did work out well. It was badass, actually. Um, but it, no, I don't want to say there's not a chili cook off, but they do have the banquet dinner in town. Okay. Um, where they all get together and they do a raffle and, um, and they do other good stuff, fun stuff there. I didn't make it to the banquet this year. We'll get to that. Okay. We'll get there. <laughs> so here's my quick question. I yes, was like, sir. well, if we do an event in the midsummer, yeah, we we got to do some kind of food cook off. It can't be chili. No, not for summer. Not midsummer. Beer. A beer cook off. Yeah. That would sound like cook off. Okay. Um, f- <gasps> steaks. Yeah, but like, what are you going to do? Bring a bunch of steaks and cook yeah. a ribeye? And I'm not doing that. Okay. Uh, pizza. Pizza cook-off? <laughs> what do you cook at the campgrounds? Hot dogs? Hot dog know. cook-off? I don't know. Who makes the most banging-ass hot dog? But like, isn't you going to make hot dogs for everybody and everybody's going to eat like eight hot dogs? Like, you see what I'm going with this? <laughs> That's why chili cook-off worked well. Yeah. You have a little, pot. a lot, whatever. Yeah. Big pot. Um. I don't know what you would cook. What kind of food do you cook off in the summer? This is for you guys. Get into the trail riders group and tell us what kind of cook off food cook off you have in the summer. Yep. Would like to know what your suggestions are. Yeah. Because you got to to. like to eat and party and competition. And Ian likes competition. Yeah. Okay. Well, I liked it. I mean, <laughs> my chili's better than yours. Well, my, so, ch- you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it just, oh, yeah, right, yeah. but at the end of the day, like everybody had good shit. Yeah. Everybody you know? had good and chili. It was like, oh, that's good stuff. No and matter we what. We all profited. No matter who won, it was all yeah, good. It was an, and it was all good fun. I think we gave out t shirts yeah, and stuff. Yeah, gave out t shirts. So, yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, gave out the new uh, complete off road yeah, t shirts. Yeah, those were still fresh. Oh, yeah. So fresh that I think Chris brought the only three. He wore the only one <laughs> that he had. 
yeah. But that's so what I mean. That. Like, what do you do in the summertime to kind of because it did it brought everybody together. We sat around, yep. talked, and everybody voted. It was good, had a good yeah. time and had a good dinner. Every every got ate. Everybody ate yeah. and got filled like up. Cornbread and everything. Oh yeah, chili was a good. Chili is always a good one. I know. But what do you the like? Do what you do you do pie? in the summer? But I don't. Pie. What the hell? You cook a pot? I don't know. You gotta like cook it ahead of time. And I know, right? Bring it with you. I mean, most people cook the chili ahead of time. Like at least like yeah, got it prepared. I don't know. I don't know, man. That was pretty dope to be like, there's a couple different chilies hanging on yeah. hooks by wood <laughs> fires. Like, something about that was just like, yeah. America. <laughs> That's how it's done. We'll have to come um, up with something. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get a little time to figure now it I'm out. I was hungry. Yeah. Oh, why don't we just start the podcast like this? It's terrible. I'm hungry. And I Last like time you and... accidentally like played a clip of an audio clip from a previous recording, we're talking about pizza. Oh yeah, good deep dish like, pizza. Oh. That was on the pizza. Anyway, back to the story at hand. The day is Friday. We have arrived at the Badlands Off Road Park, and we get checked in. We're late. Uh, pretty huge shocker. For Steve. Yeah, <laughs> we're later than I would have liked to have been. Tech was still open for the uh, the event, so they do like a tech for this. Then. They do a tech. The tech is pretty simple, but they want to make sure you got fire extinguishers, first aid kit. So it's more of a safety check. Yeah, just make sure you okay. have your stuff so you're not using everybody else's. Yep. You know what I mean? Cut. Um. So uh, tech was still open, but I didn't tech because as I came down the hill. I saw a couple of the other big XJs rolling out, like heading down the, towards the quarry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, we got to go with them. I need to go wheel with my friends. Yeah. So I followed them off to the quarry, um, hung out with them for a little bit, got some stuff, got my, I forgot to air. I didn't air down before I left, like before we headed off into the trails. So it was rough. So we got to the quarry, did some air downs, got a couple of videos. Uh, I was going to say you did drive it there. I so did drive yeah, it there. That was the thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, I got aired down. Ran into Josh Anderson the with the one ton XJ with the black Miller high life XJ. And so he was like, let's go wheeling. I was like, hey, man, let's go. Yeah. So we got aired down everything, took off, went with him, uh, went and hit some cool obstacles with them, with him. And then bumped in or ran into some other XJs and stuff and uh, went wheeling with them. And uh, just kind of made our way around the quarry a little bit, hitting different obstacles, you know, just goofing off. Uh, Rob was there in his two door XJ that's kind of built for racing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the go. It's got the the uh, high nine up front with the nice. trail gear. I think they're trail gear housings. And he was out there making hot laps, like literal <laughs> hot laps across the quarry. Donuts. Oh no no oh, no, like no no speed passes speed passes. Oh wow! Because it was empty. It's Friday morning. There was hardly anybody in the quarry. It was his group. And like two other XJs on the other side everybody of the Everybody else was watching and going, oh. Oh, there no. Everybody was like swapping out passenger seat for like yep. rides. Do it jo- again, yeah, do yeah. It again, let's go again. again. Like who, who else wants a ride? And so he's like making hot laps across here. He is literally hitting. Uh, there's like a couple concrete pads in the quarry that sit higher than the rest of it. Yep. He's hitting these things and catching air, like good air, like foot, foot and a half air off these little jumps. And I mean, just. He would literally like make a pass by us, spin around, and then just wide open throttle, come back the other way. It looked like he's going to roll this thing the way he would come around the corner. He just all leaned over, just like, whoop. I mean, given the four liter, all it had. And uh, I was like, what are you like? Later on, we we caught up with a robber. Like, do you thought you're going to blow the thing up? He was like, yeah, I'm trying to blow it up so I have a better excuse to put an LS in it. I was like, well, you got a four. That's cylinder. how you do it. You don't need an excuse to put a freaking LS <laughs> a four in it, liter. man. Okay. Four liter. 
Yeah. It still doesn't need an excuse. Not perfectly really. acceptable. Yeah. We but if it's blown up, but that. if it's blown up, you can't keep driving it. I mean, touche. Yeah. So he, he was, he was pretty well beaten on it pretty hard. And I mean, it held up all weekend. So I caught him Yeah, one time. I caught him. I was like, I, I seen a two door XJ around here doing some, uh, some ultra four stuff. Uh, if you see him flag him down, he's like, I'll keep my eyes open. Oh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I see him. I'll call you. I'll call you. Um, Thanks, but anyway, man. so, uh, we, we, we saw those guys out doing that and that was pretty, that was pretty cool. And then, um, we headed out to the ravine over there towards the Creek where that rock face ledge is at mm-hmm. went over there. Aaron was there in his MJ playing on that, trying to he's, there was a line that he was looking for. Like that MJ can get up that ledge. Like it's not that big a deal for him. Yeah. But he was looking for this certain line that he hit last time he was there where apparently if he lines up just right, it will literally just crawl up that wall versus trying to like give it a little bit of bump that you have to give it to get up there. Yeah. And so he worked on getting up that. Um, it's about probably close to noon at this point. And uh, he worked on that a little bit. He finally found that line where it took almost no bump at all for him just to pop on up that. Uh, there's a video of it over on our TikTok. You can check that out. I may post it in other social medias. You should do that. Going forward. I've seen somebody so was maybe, posting build thread pictures yeah. on TikTok the other day. Really? And I was like, you better keep that shit on Facebook or buddy. <laughs> Someone will show up and you're going to be like, well, this is a nice rig. When did you start this? Uh, the other day on TikTok. I'm yeah. Like, Do what? Do what? I'm Somebody lost. was posting, like, I think it was Chris. No, it was maybe it was DJ. Oh. Posted like a little snippet that uh-huh. said TikTok, but it was on Facebook mm. of like some progress on mm-hmm. the build. Gotcha. Don't be going all the way to TikTok. Oh, so the Facebookers will not know what you're talking about. <laughs> and just show oh, up and be you, like, I "Oh, nice you. rig. When'd you do that? You know, buy this." No, I'll see if I can't. I'll, I'll probably upload a couple of those to uh, those videos up to our Instagram as well. Then there you go. So you can find them over there. Um, so yeah, Aaron got popped up that thing, and then uh, Josh Anderson went to give it a shot, and he worked at it for a bit. About rolled his XJ. Nice. He's got a cage. It's fine. That's what I mean. It would have been a cool little story. Like I would have cried. That thing is mint. <laughs> it's so clean. <laughs> the thing is buffed to, to mere perfection. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I would have I would have cried for him. Uh, but anyway, he uh, he gave it a good go. And um, after almost rolling it, he's like, no, nope, no, nah, it's a little early in the weekend for this. So he backed off it. And I kind of looked at him like, man, that's exactly where I broke. That's where I broke the lockout last year. Like 12 seconds the, into the event. Yeah. At the national same event, event same yeah. obstacle, same, same event, same obstacle one year later. Uh, so I kind of looked at like, a oh, year has changed. Yeah, I know. Here and I'm are. looking at it, I'm like, do I really want to try this? I'm like, I kind of do. You just got it. Every time it. I tried, I never get up it. Yep. And uh, the holes all dug out, real rutted out even worse now than it was last time. Like, oh, I don't know. So I go over there and I kind of, kind of size it up, get up on a little bit. And uh, Aaron's, I believe it's his wife, uh, Brooke is up on top of the ledge. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of people around getting some video and I've got video of this and I kind of get on it and I kind of wiggle around a little bit and I'm kind of feeling it out and it kind of shuffles me off to the one side off to the right. And it pops that back tire in there. It kind of gets a little light in the front end. I'm like, oh, I don't know. And they're like, Come over this way about a foot and give that a shot. And at this point, Josh is kind of giving me some pointers and uh, I'm kind of trying to get wiggled around, trying to get positioned just right. The problem is, is that with my wheelbase, 
I'm trying to get up two ledges at the same time. The mm-hmm. back ledge is pretty short, maybe six, eight inches, but the front is, you know, probably 30 inches tall. Yep. So I'm trying to push up this ledge. And uh, after moving around a little bit and giving it some good throttle and warming the tires up, I finally am able to pop that one tire up on that ledge. And uh, <laughs> I, it, it's the, it's the every time happening where you, you bump it, you know, and you get up on it just enough and you're almost to uh, crest it, but in your brain, you're like, oh, I'm not going to make it this time. So you let out of it. Yep. And like, I let out of it. And as soon as I let out, it was instant regret. Like, oh, that Damn. was it. Like, if I just yep. stayed in it, that was the one. Yep. And, and then uh, it's just a battle course, to get back and, to that point. And you usually. have everybody around you like. Uh, Does the same thing. They're, yeah. Yep. They're, all, they're all confirming that you're an idiot. Um, And so like, they're like, oh, that's the one. I'm like, all right. So I hit it again. And this time I bump it and actually do get the front tires up. But the rear tires, I'm not positioned quite right. So I turn a little bit and I come up and I'm trying to bump up it and I can't quite get the back tires to come up it. Mm-hmm. And Brooke just looks at me and she's like, just back up another foot or so. She's like, and just bump it. She's like, give it a real bump. I'm like, C-B-Y-W-L. yeah, basically that's what she's saying, you know, up on the hill there. Yep. And, uh, and sure enough, I hit that thing and I, I give it a good old bump. I'm like, cause I got a little bit of hold back. You know, this is where I broke my shit last yeah, year. Yeah, but you got like how much I really wanted the Redemption is sweet. I, I smack that throttle down. That thing just jumps up that ledge. Yep. And goes right up. And I'm like, done. Yeah, that was all. It was, I was feeling pretty good at that point. So we got all that on video. And uh, I'm excited to yeah, see that. Yeah, it's all in the GoPro. Are so you, you having Jeremy tonight. do some editing and video stuff? I for haven't you? decided if I'm going to have Jeremy do it or if I'm going to do it. I'm thinking I'm going to throw it all into Premiere. So I've got. Half my footage is on my phone. Half the footage is on the GoPro. Yep. And so I've got a ton. I took I took a lot of video this this weekend, both for YouTube and for TikTok, because I need that content on there as well. So I shot it in two different, you know, orientations. One's yeah. in landscape, one's in portrait, depending on what platform you're going to be on. But I think that I can put it into Premiere and take the stuff that's in portrait. I think it's we're zoomed out far enough that I can go ahead and. Uh, crop that down to a YouTube format and um, and use that. So I got up that ledge. That was pretty cool. I was pretty stoked about that. And then um, I forgot start to backtrack slightly before I tried it. Uh, another guy in a Comanche, a four cylinder Comanche, he gave her hell on it and broke the front drive shaft U joint at the axle. Uh huh. So he backed off of it and he'd pulled over to the side and then I tried it and got up it. And then we waited. Wait, Josh was at the top already. He's like, yeah, you want to? He's like, I'm getting kind of hungry. You want to go get lunch? Like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. So we went up to get lunch up top there at the parking lot at the shack, a cafe, whatever you call that thing. The shack. The shack. Shack is probably. I think, I think that's the snack shack. Um, but we went up there to get food and uh, they were closed because it's Friday. Yep. I was thinking they're open. So Mike and I ran into town, got a little bit of food and then came back. Uh, nobody else was back yet from getting food. And so I decided to um, head out to go wheeling. So Mike and I just went out on our own and went cruising around, hitting some parts of the park that I hadn't seen in a long time. Kind of just, you know, backwoods and bumming around and checking stuff out. And then we, were, we probably did that for probably 45 minutes. And then Josh called me, said he was coming back. So went and met up with him. And then went out and hit some more um, obstacles with him. I'm trying to remember what we did once he got back. I'm trying to remember where we went. I think we went back to the quarry again. 
Then we went back into the quarry and there were quite a few more XJs in there. So we were back there doing some wall climbs. And then we hit that, the new green trail where you blew out your window. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we did. The tree blew out the now window. I, remember. I was just holding the fucking steering wheel. Okay. <laughs> so we went back to, so when Josh got back from lunch, him, he was, had his dad with him. Mm-hmm. And so it was uh, Josh and his dad. And then uh, Mike and I in, in Loki. And we went into the quarry, hit a couple obstacles in the quarry. And then we, I asked, I asked Josh, I was like, you want to go hit that green trail that they remade? He's like, yeah, I had a lot of fun on that last time. Let's go do it again. So we went and hit that new green trail back there. Remember when you said, oh, well, you went this way. So I blew out my window where you could have just gone the other way, which would have been more fun. Yep. And I wouldn't have blown out my window. Yep. Well, we went that way this time. How'd that go? Uh, Well, Josh lost his 40s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I got 43, so I'd have had tire left over. Nope. Tire left over. We put a stick into one of those holes. That window. We put a stick in one of those holes. It was five feet deep in water. Hmm. There, the stick was wet five feet up. Yeah, but see, the cab of my truck is like <laughs> six. So, I mean, I think I'd have had a little breathing room in there. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's about it. I couldn't yeah. believe how deep that hole was because the bottom was like silty soft. And so Mike stuck the stick down in there and it just kept sinking. Oh, like yeah. It hit the bottom at probably, I don't know, probably three and a half feet. Yeah. And it just kept sinking. Because it's just soft. I was like, oh my God. Like, can you imagine getting down in there and getting stuck a little bit and then just keep working that and just, <laughs> just keep, like, it's just like quicksand. Yeah. We decided to uh, go a different route. Avoid so, the yeah, hole. He, I backed up and he back, you know, we kind of got div- diverted off of that and went and did some more trailing there. And then we went over and I'm trying to think where else we went and hit after that. I think we went back over to the creek. Bummed around over that way a little bit. Hit some more stuff. Uh, day one was pretty cool. Uh, I did that one big obstacle that I've been wanting to conquer since probably 2017. Was the last time I did it. And um, then we headed, they headed back up to their camp. I headed back up to, because this by this time it's like close to probably 4.30 or so. I think it was, I think Josh, Josh took off around four. Mike and I stayed out for another hour. Goofing off, hitting other obstacles, just rando stuff. Bumped into a couple other people and saw, you know, other people out there wheeling and wheeled with them for another hour. Then around five, we wrapped it up, went back to camp. Uh, I dropped Mike off at his truck because he was going home. And then I went to the campgrounds and commenced to setting up camp. So <laughs> this is about five. I've been looking forward to this part. Have you been looking? Okay. Yep. This is about five or so, right? Okay. <clears throat> so. I get over to camp and the Jeep is loaded down with all my stuff. Like it's just, it's deep. Got a cooler. Full um, on overlander mode. Full on overlander mode inside. Right. Okay. It's just packed down. So yep. I get out of the Jeep and I park the old Jeep there and I open up and everything and <clears throat> grab the tent. That's not there. You follow me? So you left it in the kitchen? <laughs> God almighty. <laughs> I love the tent leaning against the the hutch in the kitchen. <laughs> this is the one thing I left at the house. Uh, yes. I could not believe it. Love it. I left that at home, and I left my Bluetooth speaker at home. I was like, I mean, the speaker. The, me- the speaker was meh because I had a writer, but the tent. I was like, seems vital. Now what am I gonna do? <laughs> like, I don't have a tent. I have nowhere to sleep, oh, and no. this thing has a vibration. And I just went out and beat on it all day. Yep. Like, do I really want to drive it home and then drive back tomorrow? Because I'm committed to this event. Like, I paid for everything. Like, I haven't gotten my packet yet with my T-shirts and all my other swag for the event. 
I'm like, what am I going to do? I don't have a tent. And I'm sitting here thinking about it. I'm like, what are my options? My options are sleep under the stars at 30 degrees. Yes, that's America. <laughs> America. I had three sleeping bags. I'm pretty sure that wasn't enough to do that, okay. to pull that off. Right. Um, I mean, if you say so. I mean, I wouldn't accept <sighs> it because I don't camp. Yeah. Uh, but we all know that. My next so. option was sleep in the Jeep. Yep. Which in a normal X you would lay the back seat down and it's do a that. pretty good spot. Well, with the raised floor in the back, that doesn't work. Yep. So I'm like, okay, I'm like looking in the back seat and it's full of stuff. So I start reorganizing, shuffling some stuff for the front seat, shuffling some stuff to the hatch. And uh, I get everything kind of moved part of the waters, so to speak, on the back seat. Yep. Tuck the seat belts. And uh, I had my soft recovery bag um, sitting on top of the big socket tool uh, uh, case. Okay. Yep. Sitting right behind the driver's seat, sitting right there in that little nook yep. between the two seats. And it was pretty close to level. Then I grab my recovery bag, my other recovery like bag, building a bed. It said it there, right? And then I grab my uh, what was the other bag I grabbed? I think it was my, was it my duffel bag? Either way, I grabbed another bag and stuck. Oh no, it was the it was the tool bag. I have a I have a soft sided tool bag that has all my like loose tools in it, and I had it sitting down behind the passenger seat. So at this point, there's kind of like a flat ish level ish surface of bag and seat. Yep. So I'm like, look, I'm like, I'm scoping this out. You said and like, you had three sleeping bags or if I, you had. I had. Okay. So because I knew fluff. it was going to be cold. So you've got a little fluff yeah, in there. Yeah, I knew it was going to be cold. So I brought stuff with me and I brought the wife's yoga mat, her thick yoga mat that she has. Because I'm like, I'll lay that on the ground in the tent. Mm-hmm. I'll lay down one sleeping bag. I'll sleep in another sleeping bag and I'll put the third sleeping bag on top of me as a blanket. Okay. I'll be set. I'll yeah. be fine. It's not going to be that cold. Good plan. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I throw the pillow up against the door, the passenger door. I climb in the back seat. I kind of lay down like I'm gauging how comfortable this is going to be to lay long ways in the back seat. Yep. And as I'm doing this, uh, <laughs> as I'm doing this, I see somebody walking towards the Jeep. And uh, he comes walking up and he's like, what are you doing? Like, you gonna sleep in that thing? I was like, yeah, it's looking that way. <laughs> Making my bed. I'm tucking uh, myself in, man. Yeah. And uh, so I'm like, yeah, it's kind of looking that way. And he's like, oh, I was like, yep, left my tent at the house. He's like, oh, that sucks. I was like, yeah. Well, thanks for the fucking update. <laughs> like, I didn't know that. You know? Like, so I come to find out, he follows me on Instagram and I follow him. And um, he was coming over to check out the Jeep because he hadn't seen it in person yet. So we got out and we bullshit back and forth, talked about that. And like, at this point, I'm kind of like, I'd already laid down in the back seat to kind of scope this out. It was pretty comfortable-ish for mm-hmm. the 10 seconds that I laid down. So I'm like, all right, I can do this. Like, I'm yep. going to, instead of glamping, I'm going to extra rough it, you know, like okay. in a tight spot. Like, I think the only thing worse would be sleeping in the driver's seat. Okay. Um, <laughs> or or under the stars at this I mean, point. Under the stars would seems like pretty, a bad idea. Been pretty rough, yeah, because yeah. there was like frost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bad night, good times. So I said, "Well, screw it. That's what we're doing. We're going to sleep in the jeep." And uh, so the um, the potluck dinner was in town at the VFW. Yep. And so I went ahead and jumped in the jeep, and it was that time, about six o'clock. I jumped mm-hmm. in the jeep, head up there for the potluck dinner. Picked up some chicken there at the county market. Some chicken. Some chicken to add to the potluck. So I went in there, had dinner, met up with a guy that I met earlier in the day, which his name was TJ. Mm-hmm. And he's got a YJ 
That's kind of funny. Well, exactly. You know, that's how it goes. I guess <laughs> he's got a YJ. The wife's got a JK, and he is TJ. So I mean, you get the whole game. They complete the factory. <laughs> yes. And uh, so I met TJ. He's from Missouri. Uh, super nice dude. And uh, he was. I saw him. I'd already talked to him a bit. He's the guy I was telling you about that said he looked like I. Like he recognized me, but he couldn't figure out where from. Yep. And then we come to find out that it was because he follows me on TikTok. Yep. I'm telling you, it's a powerful platform. I'm not doing it. I wasn't signing any autographs, so yeah. See, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, I went and had uh, I sat down with them for the potluck dinner, and we chit chat about stuff. TJ has something fucking cool. You're gonna like this, huh? okay? TJ bought Red Bull dispenser. Oh, uh, well, he might have one in there. TJ bought a old school bus cab, like the flat nose cab over ones. Yep. With a 5912 valve in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the Allison Trans. And uh, he's got the old 59 turned up. He's like, he's like, he said he's done pretty much every bolt on, you know, mod, common mod that you can do to a 12 to valve. A 12 to valve. Turn it up a little bit. Give her a little extra ponies. And uh, what is what he's done with this bus is they cut the back half off mm-hmm. and made it into a toy hauler. Front nice. half, front half has been converted to living quarters. Back half's a toy hauler. So side tangent. Side, I'll have to post this picture. Side tangent. But I saw this today. What'd you see? And I've never seen one, but it was fucking mint. What is? Is that a? It's like a. Is that an E three fifty? It's like an E three fifty van truck? cab with a ramp truck bed. <laughs> but it's, it's like so long, brand fucking new. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, it's like brand new build. Oh yeah, but like, the E three fifty is not not new. It's like a early two thousands. I don't or know. No. Look at the look at the marker light. Is it a new marker light? I or don't what, know. What do you think? I don't know E three fifty van stuff. Well, it, does it look like a new Ford front end, or does it not look like a new Ford? I don't know what an E three fifty looks Let me like. See. Oh no, that's old. That's like a early two thousands. Like. It was fresh paint. Oh yeah, on the whole. It's Chevet. a fresh build, but not a not a new vehicle. I loved it. Let me see, let me zoom that in a little more. Let me see it again. We're gonna get this uh, posted up on the Trail Riders page on Facebook. That's pretty dope. Not okay. gonna lie, that's pretty cool. That would work. I went around the block and took a picture because I'm like, that's where was that at? I don't see anything on the way to mom and dad's? Oh really? Yeah. Nice. It was pretty dope. It was dope. So it was real dope. All right. So uh, he built this van, this uh, bus out, and so we were chit chat about chit chatting about that at dinner, and then uh, I go back, and by this time Kevin Ramirez, yep, has showed up finally showed up to the party, okay, old Gimpy himself, Gimpy, <laughs> and uh, he is down at Camp Bacon, okay, with uh, a, a fella named Chuck okay. who likes bacon. So apparently, a few years back. Chuck got drunk and wanted bacon. Yep. And so Rob's like, Rob tells Kevin, go get Chuck bacon. Okay. And Kevin's like, what? And Rob's like, I'll pay for it. So like, apparently gives Kevin his like, I, I might be telling the story wrong. Kevin can correct me. Gives Kevin his credit card and says, go get, uh, go get Chuck bacon. <laughs> so they go into County market and they clean the County market out of bacon. They bought like, I don't know. 10 or 15 pounds of bacon. Wow. Bring it back to camp and cook and proceed to cook all this bacon like either that night or the next day or throughout the weekend anyway. Okay. And uh, from that point forward, that became the whole like what goes on. So Chuck is good friends with a butcher and gets his bacon for extra cheap. 
buys like 20 pounds or 25 pounds of bacon for, <laughs> or maybe it was like, maybe it was 45 pounds of bacon for like 25 bucks. Wow. Whatever it is. It's, Four, did you say 45 pounds of cheap. bacon? <laughs> he, he oh brought, it was either God. 25. I think he brought 25 pounds of bacon this year. Like that's a lot. Something, oh, bacon. it was, it was a case. It was like, how do you cook 25 pounds of bacon? One piece at a time. No, <laughs> no, you don't. If you're Chuck, you take a handful out of the package mm-hmm. and you just stick the entire handful in an eight inch cast iron skillet. It's all hanging over the edges. Wow. The edges are so burnt. Like centers drunken, are raw. Drunk and cooked. <laughs> Chuck may have had a few drinks. Oh, the. Okay. The rule of the night at Camp Bacon was every time a new person showed up, we have to take a shot. Okay. Well, Camp Bacon's kind of a popular spot. So people are coming and going constantly. Yep. We, we went through a fifth of uh, of screwball peanut butter whiskey yep. pretty quick. Pretty quick. Yep. Pretty quick. And then we moved on to crack and rum. Nice. Yeah. I was a fan. I was a fan. <laughs> it was real. The nice. peanut butter whiskey, pretty delicious. The crack and rum, even better. Even better. Um, yeah, they were like, I, I was done taking shots of the peanut butter whiskey. I'm like, I've had plenty of those. I don't need to be like trashed tomorrow. Yeah. And then uh, he was like, we're doing another shot. Oh, we're at a screwball. You anything else? Like, yeah, yeah. Grab that bottle over there. And he's like, oh, yeah, the rum. I was like, yeah, go ahead and put me down for one of those. Yeah, done sold. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, so hung out at Camp Bacon, um, across the way from Camp Bacon. So Camp Bacon was where I camped this time was right next to where Rick and Fred were at. Okay. And DJ were parked for the trail riders run. Yep. Camp Bacon was straight west of that. Okay. Straight south of Camp Bacon. There was a (laughs) flag that says Camp Bacon. We may have to do that. I'm Um, down for this. I think they would be on board. So straight south of Camp Bacon, there was um, an XJ that had a bit of a complication earlier in the day. This is Friday still. Uh-huh. He well, didn't even do anything. He said he would, like just went to go get up on an obstacle, and this happened. He ripped the lower forelink mount out of the uniframe. Gee, so it may be, I guess it had a little bit of a you know a rust issue, and it was yeah, a little thin. thin. It was a little thin there. So it ripped the 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 lower bracket out of the frame completely, just whole missing. Hmm. And he's like, "Well, now what am I going to do? What am I going to do?" And they're like, "I think Iron Rock brought one brought a three link with them." And so they go over to the Iron Rock guys, and they're like, "Hey, man, we had this problem, you know? Like, what uh, what'd you guys bring with you?" And they're like, "Well, we brought a three link to give away in the raffle." <laughs> and uh, he's like, <laughs> "How much you want for it?" And they named the price, and he said, "Done deal." So they sold him the three link and in the raffle, they gave away a gift certificate for one. <laughs> Not a bad deal to be made. Though. So they, they did this at like, this happened at like, I don't know. It's like two or three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, wow. They stuck this thing up on the fifth wheel trailer. Yeah. And commenced to tearing it down. Gee, many they told the, they tore the whole thing down and installed this three link on the trailer. Now that's a wheeling trip. That's how it's that's done. How baby. You do an XJ wheeling trip. So, uh, they they installed this whole thing. They finished it up about it was probably 10, 30, maybe eleven o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and they had it all put back together. But they're they're over with with uh, battery powered grinders, and they're cutting the other four link bracket off and stuff like that, getting that out of the way. But they put this whole thing on there, and I, was, I walked over to see how it looked, you know. And actually, Iron Rock's three link kit looks really nice. I have not so, seen it. Yeah, too. well, it wouldn't matter to you anyway because you don't deal in that. I don't deal. You deal in fours. In it's fine. XJs. And uh, 
So I went and checked it out while I was over. I was like, man, this is a really cool, like this is a unique opportunity. Can you imagine wheeling on a short arm one day and the very next day going out on a three link? Uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be life changing. Life changing. <laughs> I told him, I looked at his shocks. I was like, well, you're going to use every bit of those. Yes. And uh, he was like, well, it flex good before. I was like, well, your limiting factor is now going to be your shocks. Yeah, for sure. Your suspension is going to be wonderful. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I went over and checked that out. And then I came back to Camp Bacon, ate some more <laughs> took bacon. Took another shot. Took another shot. A couple shots. Mac showed up, which Mac, uh, MacGyver is Mac. He's the one of the uh, head, like, leads up this whole event, basically. Mm-hmm. And has been for years. And uh, see, so yeah, I was hanging around, bullshitting, talking about wheeling. Pretty good night over there at Camp Bacon. Went down and talked to the Iron Rock guys. And now I don't remember his name. I think it's Josh also. Um, I think we're going to have him on the podcast at okay. some point in the future. Should be pretty good. He's a pretty cool dude. Said that he wouldn't mind being on the podcast. So went down and conversed with those guys for a bit. He came down to Camp Bacon, had a couple of shots. Maybe I think a couple maybe came, beers. Came in and out and had a couple of shots. I was, drinking, I was drinking black, uh, Yingling black, black and Tans mm-hmm. in between shots. So um, it was a good night. You were going to be warm when you slept. That was in the goal. The Jeep. Uh, I'm stretching this out a bit, aren't I? <laughs> we should get to the sleeping. Seems like a lot of drinking, <laughs> but yeah. It was a, it was a good time. Um, one of the guys at the, at the camp there, Jeff was uh, take, he took over cooking bacon when mm-hmm. Chuck went to bed and uh, <laughs> took over. cooking. So bacon. Chuck had two eight inch skillets. Yep. Jeff had a brand new lodge 12 inch. Oh boy. Now here goes the polished. There skillet. we go. Yep. Right. And yep. so he fires this thing up and he commences to start cooking bacon and he's cooking it on a turkey fryer base. So he's oh, got a boy. big flame. Yeah. And uh, he starts trying to cook it and stuff like that. I was like, all right, listen up. I was like, we need to have a conversation about what you're doing here. <laughs> he's like, well, what am I doing wrong? Like the bacon sticking to the pan. I was like, well, first off you're trying to, Cook it with a blowtorch. Yes. And you're like, flame boiling <laughs> your yeah. shin. Yeah, your skillet's like 600 degrees and you're trying to cook bacon on it. I was like, turn that down. And I, I know he's like, well, it's kind of hard to adjust. So he starts turning it down. I was like, just keep turning it down. And I'll tell you when to stop. So he turns it down pretty good. And I was like, all right. I was like, right there. I said, now start cooking bacon like that. He starts cooking this bacon and half the people around this place are team crispy bacon. Mm-hmm. I'm not. What? No. I'm not team crispy bacon, but Jeff cooked this bacon. He's like, I don't know. I think this is done. And it was brown. So he was getting towards crispy. So, you know, it was cooked well enough and uh, better than better than Chuck had done with it. It was like it was burnt on the edges and raw in the middle. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Bless his heart. He tried. He he tried. And, And Chuck was. He was there to be good time, Chuck, not not Chef Chuck, not Chef Boyardee. But, but damn it, he tried, and uh, I ended up taking the pieces that were raw in the center and threw them on the fire on a piece of wood that was in the fire, and uh, finished cooking that. And at the at the uh, the potluck dinner, they had ordered like two hundred and fifty regular hamburgers from McDonald's. Wow! And so they had some leftover. How the fuck do you even make? I don't two- even know. By the time the two hundred fiftieth one's made, yeah, the first one's junk. Well, they had 250 of them. Wow. And they're McDonald's burgers, so they're always the same. I mean, that's whether whether they're fresh or a year old, they're still the same. So when MacGyver, when Mac come around in the side by side and the ranger there driving around, had a shot with us. Mm -hmm. He was hand delivering burgers 
like the leftover burgers. Like, hey, you're going to need these. And so he dropped off, I don't know, 10 or 12 of them at the camp. And so they were sitting over on the picnic table. And as you know, and then as the night wore on, you start getting your know, drunk munchies. Yep. You need something to eat. So I grabbed a burger, took some of this bacon, finished off, you know, cooking this bacon up to a temperature, threw it on the burger. Now I have a bacon hamburger from McDonald's, yeah, which nice. they need to put on the menu. I think they can. I mean, <laughs> they probably can't make that. Or just add bacon. Double get a McDouble with bacon. Yeah, <laughs> the cheapest ham, the cheapest cheeseburger you can buy. Yeah. Add bacon. Now you're gonna do that when I'm you gonna, leave. I'm here. gonna do that when I leave here. Yep, that's 100 right. I'm gonna post about it. Um, and so anyway, uh, Jeff cooks this bacon, and I'm not gonna lie, he killed it. Like I had the bacon cooked already, so I knew the flavor of the bacon. Yep, Jeff cooked it. Perfect. Minty. It was right between crispy and not. So it was like that perfect like texture. Yep. It was good. So uh shout out to Jeff for killing it on the bacon. The drunken bacon cooker. I don't think Jeff was that drunk. That's probably why the bacon got cooked correctly. You'll have that. So anyway, yeah, so hung out with uh old Kevin and those guys at, at uh Camp Bacon until about probably twelve thirty, maybe it was one o'clock. At, at about midnight, I went over and fired up the tent. Okay, start get warming her, it up. Warmed yeah, up the uh-huh. tent. And so I went and fired the tent up and then went back to Camp Bacon and hung out for another probably 45 minutes to an hour. And then uh, finally went off to bed, got in there. It's nice and warm. But I'm like, oh, man, I was like, this thing's got some exhaust leaks. Like, is, is it? Is this <laughs> Am I going to wake up in the morning? <laughs> so I decided that it would be a smart idea to crack the window a smidge, at least a little fresh for safety air. Purposes. Safety purposes. Safety yeah. purposes. I got in there, had my bed all made already, you know, mm-hmm. in the back, had a, had a yoga mat down over the seat, had the one sleeping bag down, had the... But now you're hammered. Well, I wasn't hammered. I'd say you're I wasn't even... I don't hammered. even think I was drunk. I was probably legally drunk, but I wasn't, like, bad. Hammered. Yeah, I was pretty... I was okay. Anyway, jumped in there, threw the sleeping bag on, and the whole inside of the Jeep's warm now because I've warmed it up. So I only put one sleeping bag on, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty cozy. So I drift off into sleep because I'm pretty tired by this point. And I uh, wake up about an hour and a half later, shivering from my shoulders up. Yep. Shoulders down, I'm good. Shoulders up, I'm cold. And I didn't bring a, uh, like a beanie. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, damn it. Like, what am I going to, I need a yeah, hat. I had a sweatshirt with a hood. Oh, that would have been convenient. Right? Huh? I had one in there. If only had a hood on this thing. <laughs> I, I did bring uh, flannel pajama pants, mm-hmm. but I just jumped in in my jeans and just like jumped in my sleeping bag. Called it a day. And uh, I was like, where are, those, where are those pants at? I grabbed the pants and grabbed like the leg of the pant and just pulled it over my head and like fit perfect like a beanie, like a little flannel beanie. <laughs> Wearing my pants on my head. Yeah. Oh, no, I no. wasn't drunk though. Yeah. Uh huh. And I grabbed my other, the other pant leg and pulled that over that one. And then uh, grabbed the new sleeping bag that I just bought and opened it up. This is the number three sleeping bag. Yep. And put it over the other sleeping bag as a, uh, as a blanket, essentially. Okay. Now we're so deep in sleeping bags that they're almost level with the windows in the back seat of the XJ. So we're good. Okay. And uh, I do that. I already had the, I, I had already rolled up the window that I had down a little way. You know, it had cracked. Yep. Rolled it up. Figured we were plenty of fresh air at this point. I woke back up, so I must be okay. I and, didn't die. <laughs> didn't die, but it was not warm. And uh, that was, I think that was probably like two thirty, three o'clock that this happened. Mm-hmm. Went back to sleep, woke up about probably 6.30 or 7. It was about 7. Kind of started waking up a little bit. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's starting to get a little sunny out. It's starting to get a little bright. And I'm like, 
I can't fully extend while laying in the back seat. So my legs are a little cramped up. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm kind of trying to stretch out a little bit, get my knees to feel a little better. But finally, uh, about 730 or so, I called the wife, said good morning to her. I'm alive. Yeah. Because I sent her a text. I'm like, I'm in the Jeep, but I had it running. So uh, hopefully I don't die from carbon monoxide poisoning. I'm sure that later <laughs> sleep real well. And she knew that I was sleeping in the cold, like in the Jeep, in the cold or whatever. So I let her know that I was fine and woke up, kind of sat there, played on my phone for a little bit in the warmth that was in the in the sleeping bag. The warmth that was to be had. Oh, because it was cold in the Jeep. Oh, I bet. It was probably, if it wasn't in the 30s, it was definitely low 40s. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so- Finally got up the courage to, um, you know, sneak out of the sleeping bag a little bit and reach forward. The keys are in the ignition. So I just reached forward and fired the Jeep up. So got the old heat going again. And Make it toast. Went back to went back to playing on my phone for another 15, 20 minutes. And uh, about eight o'clock, I decided that I was like, okay, I better get, get moving here. So we're sort of doing things. I'll tell you what, when you come out of the sleeping bag and jump in the front seat, that is not a sleeping bag. It's chilly. That seat was cold. Yeah, I could see that. Uh-huh. And my shoes were in the front seat. And so I put my feet in my shoes. And I'm like, whoo, that'll, that'll wake cold. you up. So did that, headed up to the shower house, got cleaned up, took care of business up there, then took off into town to go find some food. Mm-hmm. Uh, picked up my cousin Saturday morning. He came over to the Badlands, picked him up. We went and got some coffee, got a little bit of food from McDonald's, and then headed back to the park uh, to, just in time to make it in there for tech. So got teched in, got with the group to go wheeling, and I was in one of the more the harder groups with the bigger XJs. I wanted to see if I could follow those guys around. I gotta follow the big guy, the big guys. And uh, so I jumped in with those. Met a met a couple of cool guys there. Uh, one of them had a silver XJ on some forty one five rockers. It was a beautiful Jeep. Nice. And then uh, we took off with those guys and headed out. Took us to some cool obstacles. Went and ran the Red Trail obstacle. I think they call it Buzzard's Peak. Mm-hmm. Uh, ran that one through that V-notch. Did that. Um, and then did, what was the other one we did? Oh, the one that I was telling you earlier had like five different names. Some people call it the playground. Some people call it the cl- the tree house, yep. stuff like that. So it was real gnarly. Did you go look at that with Josh and I? Remember where the XJ broke his tie rod? Yes. Did you walk with Josh and I over to that obstacle? Like it was like a V-notch and he said it throws you into the tree. I don't think so. It was like straight up. Yeah. I don't so there's think like, so. there's a over there where that machine shed's at. Yep. Right next to that machine shed. There's two obstacles there. There's a rock wall face. That's probably eight feet tall or so. Um, and then there's a uh, V notch next to that. And the TJ was in his YJ on rock wells and 44s. Mm-hmm. He went over there and bounced that some bitch up that V notch, but nobody else could make it up there because it just didn't fit quite right. Yeah. Everybody else had trouble. They could, some people can make it up, but it's pretty pretty tough. And it was slimy out because mm-hmm. it was thawing out. And then uh, a couple other guys tried on the rock face. I watched two different jeeps do it. One was a, um, one was a Comanche. It was a hundred and twenty something inch wheelbase. Watched him try to do it and finally get up it. And then I watched a not stock jeep, but it was like still on a Dana thirty. It wasn't stretched any, so a hundred inch wheelbase. But he had a full cage inside. Had some 31 inch like mud terrains on it. So nothing not, like not crazy. He had some like, I think they were 30, they were 35s. He had 35 inch mud terrains on okay. it. And uh, he went up, but he had to give it some pretty good throttle because when he would, when he would get up on the wall, the back bumper was getting into the, 
into the dirt. Mm-hmm. And so he gave us a pretty good throttle and kind of worked through it and finally got up it. And I was like, okay, so we got a, a longer Comanche made it up and a shorter than me Cherokee made it up. I theoretically should Shouldn't be able to do problem. this. And so after watching them two guys do it, I kind of had an idea of a line. So I went and grabbed the Jeep, went up there, bumped up on it, uh, gave it the first go and slid back down, which same thing you and I did on the in the quarry and blew the nine inch up. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> she did fine. Nailed it. And uh, <laughs> I backed it up and that was a pretty hard. I was still in that throttle pretty good when it was starting to slide back down. Mm-hmm. And then uh, <clears throat> I did that backed, I backed up a little bit and got repositioned and just gave her the throttle and stayed in it and just ran right up it. I wouldn't say she walked up it, but ran we, had, right we up had some RPM going. <laughs> oh, we had some, throttle. we had some wheel speed going to get, make sure we had trash because it was like, it's slimy. So when of that, I never, I would not have done that. Like, had I come up on an obstacle by myself without somebody else around, there's no way. Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) 30 cents. What what she said. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) So anyway, uh, we did that obstacle. A couple of the guys tried it. Uh, Josh tried to do the V notch and ended up getting kind of bound up. Mm -hmm. And so we had him. We pulled him up the top. And then from there, uh, we left that obstacle. And I was still with the XJ group at this point. And uh, we went to back into the quarry and we dropped back in. And I told, uh, I caught up with a guy leading the group and I told him, I was like, hey, uh, some of my other buddies are here from Tennessee. I'm going to meet up with them and I'm going to go, you know, wheeling with them or whatever. Mm-hmm. So met up with Sticky. Yep. And Mrs. Sticky. Mm-hmm. Big and, and little Sticky. No, I know. I just, they were the bandit. I saw the bandit on yeah. the trailer and I was like, <laughs> well, it's not the limousine, but I'll take it. The limousine is not finished. Yes. I'm betting after that trip, though, he was wishing it was because yep. he was definitely the smallest guy in the group. It's no fun. Met up with him, uh, Kevin Cole, uh, a guy named Cody. And then I can't think of what the other guy's name is. It had a pretty famous, a pretty Internet famous Jeep. It's a red XJ. It was owned by a kid named Logan. Uh, lived out in like Washington, LS swapped red, black cage. It was super clean Jeep and like blew up the internet for a while on Instagram. So <laughs> everybody knows the Jeep. Um, but he was in that thing, which is pretty, pretty capable. It's a nice rig. Uh, it was on traps. I think it was, on, I'm pretty sure it was on traps. And uh, <clears throat> so I met up with those guys and we went wheeling around a little bit, just fiddling around the quarry. They'd never been to the badlands. So it's perfect opportunity. Like, yeah, we'll show you around. So, Started hitting some optical obstacles there in the quarry. I took him through that little rock garden in the, like, it's kind of in the middle of the quarry, but it's a little rock garden. It kind of goes into the woods a little bit. Mm-hmm. You probably know which one I'm talking about, but it doesn't have a name. So I can't really so tell you. You can't tell me. Yeah. Right. Great, isn't it? Went through that, got through, got uh, got the old bandit through that and stuff. And then we went down to uh, over by the pond. Yep. Figured to take him over there. There's lots of obstacles. Everybody has a different Is this range. his first time at the Badlands? Who? Sticky. Oh, yeah. Oh, I nice. think so. For sure. Yeah. Almost 100%. Yeah. That was their first time. It was everybody that was in that group. That was their first time there. Nice. So I go over there and uh, when you're coming up the ledge from the pond, right? There's a whole wall of obstacles. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. On the far west side, there's a tree. We're still on that rock face, but there's a tree there. And like there's a, a little stair step you can go up and it has like a big rock. Yep. That you kind of like have to crawl up over. I went to go do that one. 
So not the one that you got hung up in that everybody gets hung up in that's up on the on the wall kind of. Mm-hmm. This one's still on the ground. Okay. I went to go get up on that one and I've never had trouble. I just walk up that thing all the time. And so that's why I did it. So I'm going to go walk up and kind of like fell off the rock a little bit. It's like, hmm. So I backed up, repositioned, was going to go up a different way. Went to go up it. And as I like approach it and start to give it throttle to go up it, all of a sudden I hear all this noise and my my whole center console like shifts, like it moves and like shifts to the side. Nice. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Like the shifter, the the four wheel drive, the transfer case shifter mm-hmm. like comes up like up through the console. Yeah, that's always a good time. I'm like, what just happened? The hell? And I'm like, oh, no. I just crushed the T-case on something. And it just pushed the entire, like, broke the T-case and pushed shoved it up her, through the floor. Her north. I was like, oh, this is like my nightmare. This is exactly what I was afraid was going to happen because I don't have a skid plate under it. Yep. I was like, oh, man. I was like, that sucks. So... Uh, I, I back up and everybody's like, uh, like there's no fluid coming out and like it still moves. There's no noises. So I hop out and look at it. I get underneath it and look at it. I'm like, everything's fine. What the hell just happened? And so I start looking at it, like start looking around at stuff because it's still up parked on the wall. So I'm underneath of it. I can see perfect. Mm-hmm. I start looking. I'm like, what in the world just happened here? And I'm kind of looking around and all of a sudden I realize that the transmission mount is broken half. Huh? Yeah, broken half. Not the rubber. The rubber is also separated. Yeah. But the metal part of the of the trans mount is broken half. Nice. And I'm like, how in the world did that happen? So I start looking at the drive shaft. There's rock rash all down the drive shaft. And then the double carton has a ring around it. And the weight that's on the double carton is gone. It's not gone, but oh, it's boy. got a it's got a ring drug through it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm like, well, that's not gonna help the balancing issue any. And uh, so I'm like, okay, so it, so somehow I got into the drive shaft and that separated the transmission mount and pushed the transmission into the, the bucket that holds the shifter for Mm -hmm. the, for the transfer case. And that's what happened. The transmission pushed the bucket up through the floor and that's what moved the whole center console. I think you need a skid plate. No shit. But skid plate wouldn't have done anything. Well, you would have skidded right over it. No. Where well, it hit, hit the, the drive where shaft, it hit the drive shaft, the skid plate doesn't cover. Two-piece drive Okay. I don't know. Not Just a bad idea. Making suggestions. May help, this, may help the Throw them out. Uh, so, yep. So, to separate that, I was like, okay. So, I need to get off this obstacle without tearing anything up. Yep. So, I eased off the obstacle, got backed out of that landmine of large rocks. Um, or minefield, I should say. Minefield of large rocks. <clears throat> Worked my way back up top and parked a Jeep. Got out, assessed it, called the local Napa. Hey, you got a transmission mount? No, I don't have one for that vehicle. Okay. I said, anybody else local have one? Uh, let me check. Checks all those other stores. No, none around here. None in Lafayette. None anywhere else. Like the closest store was, I don't know where the hell was that. Not, not anywhere close. Ratchet strap it. Uh, I guess I could have. I don't think I had a, I don't know if I had a ratchet strap with me. Either way. I was you, like, okay. You brought a yoga mat. No ratchet strap. And didn't bring a ratchet strap. Well, you know. I got you. <laughs> Priorities. I know it. Good thing I had the yoga mat. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I make a phone call to my buddy Mike over at the Danville Advance Auto. He's the manager there. And I call a phone up the old Advance Auto. And he's like, this is Mike. I'm like, what's going on, buddy? I need a transmission mount. He's like, okay, yeah. He's like, looks it up. He's like, I can have one. I don't have one in stock, 
but I can have it here at 2 p.m. from coming from Champagne. Okay. I was like, I'll tell you what, just tell them to skip your store and just bring it to me. Yep. Uh, apparently, I don't have the clout for that yet. And now the pull, you no. start showing up on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, I uh, went ahead and limped it back to the, uh, after I went ahead and told him to go ahead and break, get that coming. Yep. Limped it back up to the parking lot. Dropped it off uh, up there. Went ahead and pulled the existing transmission mount out. Yep. So we already had it out. Threw it in Jake's car. Took off. We headed over to Danville. Picked up the new mount. They had it sitting there for me when I when I got there. Uh, it was 40 bucks. Picked up the new mount. Scattered back over to Badlands. Uh, got back over there about 3 o'clock Indiana time. Threw the mount back in. Which was a little more difficult than just throwing it in. in there. Yeah, um, wasn't bad. I had to bench press the transmission nice. so that we could slide it. You in. had a ratchet strap. You could have ratchet strapped it up or something. No, because everything's flush with the bottom. Oh, okay. That would have been tough. I don't know. Just throwing a ratchet strap in there for you. <laughs> Help you out a little bit. Uh, so I ended up getting a. Uh, I I bench pressed that, and Jake slid the slid the uh, trans mount in there, and uh, got it all bolted in. Everything snugged up and went back to wheeling. And on the way out, like the way out of the parking lot, I stopped there at the old, you know, the guy that flags you whether you can go or not. Yep. And I said, Hey, I said, closing at five or closing at seven. Or no, I said, I said, closing at five. And he goes, No, seven. I was like, Oh, yeah. Yes. We got four more hours of wheeling to do. Yep. I was thinking we only had an hour and a half left. Winning. Yeah. Profit. Profit. And <laughs> open good parts. Yes. <laughs> so we head back to the quarry. And uh, meet back up out there in the quarry with the stickies. Yep. The stickies and the other guys that came down from uh, from Michigan. And I was like, oh, cool. You guys are still down here and stuff. And that's when we see um, that's when we see Curtis go backwards up that wall. Nice. Uh huh. Yep. And then uh, from there, Curtis is like, oh, what do you guys want to do now? I'm like, oh, I don't know. And so like Curtis was going to hang out with us as well. He's like, oh, let's go do the V notch over here on red because you know these guys want to see some more hard hardcore trails and stuff. It's like, all right, cool, let's go do that. So we go do the V notch on red. There's a whole bunch of guys over there. So we go fill around on that thing and goof off on it for a while. And they're like, all right, what else do you want to do? He's like, well, let's go to the, do the other V notch, which is what I was telling you about earlier, the playground, the treehouse, whatever you call it. Yep. So we head over to that one because that's a pretty good obstacle. You have the guys with the one ton XJ something to play on. Get over there to that obstacle and there's a jk parked where that the one where i went up there's a jk parked up there with the kachow mod <laughs> the kachow mod yeah one tire is facing the sky yeah, the one tire what the, 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 the outside of the tire is facing the sky yeah and so i'm like oh that's not good <laughs> this so, has not been a good day for you we kind of roll up and i walk up there and i'm like ah that's a it's a bad day I look at it, I'm like, yep, broke the front U-joint on that Dana suit on that Super Duty 60 and pushed the ball joints right out of place. Yeah. We so, got a guy that'll fix that for you. Yeah, I got a guy that'll sell a part for that. Yes. So uh asked the guys up there that are working on it, and you know, what you know, what's your plan here? What do you guys want to do? And like, well, we're gonna be here a while, you know. And they've got a an XJ sitting over up against a tree oh with his winch line out holding this JK in place so they can try to kind of work on it. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that the JK is literally sitting on this tire, like it's wedged between the rock and the Jeep. Flip it over. The Jeep 
Yeah. Yeah, that's, that would be the way to take the author. Problem would solved. Fix it. Oh, yeah, that would be an easy Not going to sit on there if it's upside down. You're right. It wouldn't, <laughs> won't be stuck if it ain't See, under really it. the guy that owns is probably not going to be happy with you. Not, not but, extra uh, happy. I don't, I don't know. He might have been okay. Yeah, I bet he was pissed. They didn't really have a plan, so we kind of, I kind of was like, kinda well. gave him a plan. Yeah, well, now that I had more, we had more hands at this point now. More people are showing up. They were just, I think it was three guys and three girls. Yep. And they were kind of just staring at like, well, what are we going to do? Ooh. Their plan was to unbolt the steering tie rod, mm-hmm. but they didn't have a socket that was quite the right size. It was close, but it was maybe going maybe to strip it out. And uh, they had all metrics and they needed uh, standards. Yep. So uh, I was like, well, I got a whole big toolkit down there. I got a toolbox. Yeah, I, got a, I got a case down there that Ooh, has all these shit. big sockets in it. And they were going to unbolt that, take the wheel and hu- and knuckle and all that shit off there. Mm-hmm. And then they were just going to ski this thing out. They're going to mount, you know, bolt something or, or ratchet strap They're something. Fabricate to the, a ski out of a tree. Of a tree, out of a tree, essentially. Yeah. And just going to drive it like that back to camp. Yep. And I'm kind of looking at it. I'm like, hmm. I'm like, well, I guess the first thing to do here is get that tire unwedged from underneath of it. So three of us grab the front bumper, pick the Jeep up off the, like the whole front of the Jeep off the ground. Cause it's sitting up on the pretty good angle, probably a 50 degree angle. Yeah. It's not sitting flat on the parking oh, lot. Oh no, no, not even close. So we go ahead and lean. We, the three of us push on that front bumper and just take all the weight off the front of the Jeep mm-hmm. and pick it up. So then two guys wrestle this 40, I think, I think they were 41 and a half inch pit bulls. Wide tire. Looked Big like. tire. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot of tire and it had the knuckle assembly all attached to it. That Which complete. makes it awkward. Anytime I ever picked up on well over 200 pounds, I would imagine. It just makes it awkwardly wobbly. Yeah. And so, uh, tried to do that. Now it's still attached to the steering ramp at this point. Mm -hmm. So we got it kind of repositioned, realized that we couldn't, we couldn't, uh, without somebody trying to risk losing their dick beaters. Yep. We couldn't reposition the knuckle to get the tire or to get the ball joints back in place. Mm -hmm. So we go ahead and unbolt the, the, Ram for the full hydro, the full assist or the full, full hydro. hydro steering. We unbolt that tie rod, the short tie rod on that side. Let the wheel take off and go do its thing. We cut the brake line so it goes and takes off. Mm-hmm. We then, um, uh, once it gets down there, we kind of reassess the situation. I'm like, well, hell, just unbolt the wheel, bring the knuckle back up here. We'll take the long shaft out of the axle. And we'll see if we can't reset the ball joints because everything was there. It just it, popped it, it out. It dislocated the lower ball joint and and the upper ball joint came out of the, the knuckle. Hmm. <clears throat> so he brought, he did that. They unbolted the wheel and brought the knuckle back up there. And we got a couple rocks stacked underneath the axle, put the knuckle back up, was able to reattach the knuckle, like reseat the lower ball joint. And then at that point, we put the weight of the vehicle back on a little bit, took a hammer and hammered on the upper, the uh, inner C, the top of it's got like a little flat spot. Yep. Started hammering on that, and the weight of the vehicle just started seating the ball joint back into it. Yep. Yep. Did all that, crimped off the brake line, bolted the, or then uh, we had to back the Jeep up and kind of swing it around mm-hmm. away from the rock so we could get it high enough off the ground to get the wheel back on. Okay. Just happened to be perfect. Had the winch, winched it a little bit, swung it around, uh, was able to roll the wheel up and literally just put the wheel on. Like it was the perfect <laughs> height. Which is like, if you planned it that way, it wouldn't work. Right. And we took his winch that was on the Jeep and actually uh, slung the axle up to hold the weight. Yep. Went ahead and um, attached the wheel back to it and able to unhook everything. He was able just to back it off the obstacle and drive it out. Drive away. Yep. Minus one wheel brake. Brake. 
Yeah. Uh, front brakes. They leaked a little bit of fluid. Oh, yeah. Yep. So he had rear brakes, able to get it back off trail. Nobody lost their dick beaters. Nice. No blood was shed over the whole or- ordeal. So, yeah, it was really, it worked out good. So at this point, it's like 645. Yep. They close at seven. We kind of moseyed our way back out of there off the trail and called her day. Done. Went back, aired up low key, got everything squared away. My cousin was still with me. Um, and then we took off and went back down the back way, 136, and mosey back home. And uh, we were at the gas station getting fuel. We leave Attica. And I'm sitting there cleaning the windshield. The windshield's all covered in mud and dust. I'm up there scraping the mud off of it, getting it cleaned up enough that I can see through it. Yeah. Try, it driving at home problems. It wasn't muddy. Yeah. But it had mud chunks on it, and I was getting fuel and it had anything else going on anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know what? I'm going to clean this off so I can at least not have dust on the windshield. I can use the wipers and get the dust off the windshield. Yeah. So, that's what I did. I went ahead and cleaned it off and got all the dust off. <clears throat> While I'm up there doing this, this uh, Dodge pickup comes pulling up. And this guy jumps out of the Dodge pickup. And he's like, hey, man. He's like, it's really cool to see this thing in person. I'm like, oh, sweet. I'm like, well, we, you know, where do you know it from? He's like, oh, I follow you on TikTok. And I was like, really? I was like, which page? He's like, the Total Off-Road Podcast page. Well, that's awesome. Winning. So in, dude lives in Attica and follows me on that on the TOP oh. page. That's pretty cool. Well, he drives a Dodge. Well, hey, we're for everybody. Can't make good life decisions every day. <laughs> nah, that's a good decision. It's not a bad, did it have a C on it? Huh? Did it have a C it on the door? Have a C on There's it. your problem. Had an M on the door. An M. Yeah, Magnum. Oh, it's a it's a second gen body style. Hmm. Yep. So, but nonetheless, yep. We've met somebody that has that follows us on that on that page. That's pretty cool. Nice. I was like, yeah, man. I was like, check out the. I was like, I asked him. I said, you listen to the podcast? Or just follow us on there. He's like, well, I just you know follow you on there. I haven't really listened to the podcast. Where do I find it? It's like gave him the spiel. What if he listens to this podcast? He's like, dude, that's me. So I've just rambled on for how long? Couple minutes. Yeah. Would imagine. What else you got? How long has it been? Over an hour. Over an hour. Oh my God. You poor motherfuckers. Sorry. (laughs) That doesn't make you want to go wheeling. I don't know what will. I mean, maybe. It was an okay story. Probably probably longer than it needed to be. Gave you all the details. All the bacon details. All the bacon. Camp bacon All details. The bacon details. Kevin will enjoy this episode. Camp bacon. Camp bacon. And if Rob listens, he'll enjoy it. Wedding. Uh, anybody from Camp Bacon will enjoy it, probably. Camp bacon. <laughs> if they can remember, they we were at flag. Camp Bacon. Yeah. What else was on my list here to talk about? Uh, oh, well, we did leave some details out. Oh, boy. Oh, God, I forgot about that one. Oh, God. We were talking in the last episode, I think it was. About uh, things that broke oh, on this yeah. tr- on this r- things that you're like oh we need to talk about things the, that need to be fixed on it now the damage report remember I told you that I fixed that whole dealio in the floor with the uh, with the um, fat or the kill mat yep when the transfer case came through the floor it took the kill mat with it so, so it doesn't stick when the so, transfer case hits it oh no it it sticks okay it just ripped it. In half. Okay. Yeah. Everything stuck. Like it never lifted. Hmm. I did put it down with a heat gun. Okay. So it was glued. Good and glued. Um, but it ripped it ripped that in half. So that was open. The floor shifter ripped up through the floor. So mm-hmm. I have to redo all of that. Because nice. that's no longer attached. I mean it's attached, but it's lifted off the floor about a half inch. So yeah. I need to reconfigure that and get it bolted back down. Um midday, when I said that I got separated from that uh 
group. Oh, before I made it up that big hill. Yep. I was hearing this popping noise after going up um, one of the obstacles in the quarry. Mm-hmm. You know, the the wall that that uh, Jeremy struggles on. Oh, yeah. That he fights with because he's just a little too long. Yep. I went up that and I heard a bit of a popping noise. I'm like, what is that noise? And I got done and I heard a, when I turned the wheel. Uh-huh. I'm like, all right, something's making a squeak noise. Like now we have an actual noise we can trace. Yep. So uh, I get up there and I start looking at it. And I have my cousin rocking the steering wheel and like all the steering's tight. All the, all the, um, everything looks tight. And I start looking at it, like, is the track bar loose? No, the track bar is tight. But I start looking at the bracket. You got a clamp on the, the track tie bar. Run. The track bar bracket is kind of moving a little mm. bit. So I kind of look at it and the fucking bolts are backed out of the track bar bracket by like, I don't know, a quarter of an inch nice. on the bottom bolts. So it's only held in by the top bolts on the unibot, like on the, up on the, upper unibody so you weren't far away i wasn't far away so so we pull that thing off out of everybody's way and get off to the side and i grab the toolboxes out start getting everything tightened back up so i snuggle that back down and as we're sitting there kind of investigating the situation looking at it i got a damn weld starting to break on that thing (laughs) i was like son of a bitch that's the first weld i've had break in 15 years Mm mm-hmm so it just it just you could see a little fracture. Yep. I didn't get enough heat, apparently. Burn it at least that's what it looked there. like in there. I need to get in get in there, look at it. My I think my goal to fix that is gonna be to plate the frame. Yeah. The get the front stiffeners on. Weld over it. Yeah, get the front stiffeners on and then weld the track bar bracket to that. Yeah. So uh that's needs to be fixed. Obviously, the front um upper links need to be rebuilt. I need to sort out my driveline vibration. And I also messed up something in the rear leaf springs or rear shackles to some degree. Bare minimum, they need new bushings in the rear shackles because they're not happy. <laughs> Bare minimum. Bare minimum. Um, the shackle bushings are less than happy with me. So, uh, yeah, those are some of the things that got messed up in this. ordeal. Is that all of that got messed up? The track bar bracket being one of the big ones. Um, other than that trying to think of what else needed to be fixed after this trip i think that's most of it really everything else is pretty pretty good oh uh no that's a lie uh, <laughs> well then there was this uh there was this one i thing. didn't blow up the power steering pump she didn't do any favors but the power steering pump sounds like a supercharger Minor. and it's full of fluid and it has no foam minor detail. so seemingly well, what? it's on its way out the door yeah. Yeah. So I, need a, so I need a power steering pump, <laughs> which is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. No. Get it with the PSC or something and order one that's fitted for the application. I'm guessing that's probably tied to the fact that it's been trying to be used as a assist pump for a couple years. Probably doesn't year now. help. I would imagine. But so, I mean, again, minor details. Yeah. Because it started getting a whine. I was like, oh, is it low on fluid? And I opened the thing up. I'm like, no, no, that's not low on fluid at all. <laughs> so... Like, guess we're not gonna easy easy fix on that one um yeah had all that going on i need to fix my uh rear my filler neck tube system mm-hmm. because right now the setup i have is made with that rate that flexible radiator hose yep seemingly that's not fuel rated mm, okay makes so sense. it smells like fuel a lot in there so it's getting eaten up uh i think it's just seething through fuel and it's not fuel rated so it's be able to 
Gotcha. It's able to go through the hose. I didn't know if it'd start breaking it down or it not. It will, yeah, at some point. I'm sure it probably already has, but had a, I had a fuel, a full tank of fuel when I started, so it was able to get into that filler neck more when I was sloshing around, getting back up into that filler neck and into that hose. So yeah. constantly had fuel in it versus normally it just doesn't have fuel in it. Makes sense. Yep. And uh, so there a lot of things smell like fuel in the Jeep. I didn't really care for that smell. I come out from the on Friday night. I come back out from the uh, little dinner we had. Yeah. And it was in the parking lot. And, you know, and, and I've been sloshing around all day, but, you know, the windows have been down and stuff like that. Now it's been sitting there closed up for an hour and a half. And boy, I bet she well, I opened the door. I was like, do I really want to turn the key on in this thing? Like, because the 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 compressor's in the hat, like inside with the tank. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if it smells that much like fuel in here. How bomb is it? Is it going <laughs> to really detonate? I was like, I'll open the hatch. So I opened the hatch up and kind of let it air out for a minute and then uh, fired it up. It was fine. It'll run. They're supposed to be spark-free compressors. Like, well, you tested the thing. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, ah. Uh, so, I think most of the smell is in the in the interior, not in the tank compartment. Yeah. So, Makes Michael, sense. I think what I'm going to do is there's they may sell some like clear, flexible fuel hose for like race car sh- application shit. Yep. I think I'm going to order a little bit of that, and then I'm also going to take and build a flange that actually bolts to that. Um, because the, the tube comes through the false floor mm-hmm. and then it, you can see it and it goes up to the filler neck. So just cover it. What I want to do is I want to build a steel. Um, I want to build a flange that bolts to the side of the raised floor mm-hmm. and actually has a steel tube go through that. So the steel tube will come down from the filler neck, go through that. And then I'll just have two little like couple inch long tubes that tie the steel steel tube to the filler neck into the tank. Makes sense. Yeah, so it'll all be steel. I don't have to worry about it. Yep. So that is the goal right now. Do it. You got to do that before next Friday. <sighs> that seems like a lot of work. No, next Friday we're leaving. No, next Saturday we're leaving. I know, but you got Fridays. No, You're coming up. I'm sorry. No, this episode Couple will be weeks. Okay. Yeah. You're probably right. It is next Friday. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. <laughs> I don't. That doesn't need to happen. It just it's something I'd like to get done. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> FML. <laughs> so what happens when you commit to things? It's uh, magical. Oh god, it's magical. Delicious. You uh, you want to slide this thing in the last call? Let's do. Okay, let's go find a beer. Let's take it to the last. Jeez, call. are you guys tired of hearing me talk yet? <laughs> Fuck, that had to be gr- like just terrible minor details how was it on your end i mean i'm making a calendar over here so <laughs> I mean, you know. this guy's like i'm tired of listening to you guys talk all right uh yeah i'm gonna find a beer i'll go get a cory beer hopefully not a dustin beer oh, he, did bring, he did bring us more beer last call so two things going on here one we have got a cory beer at least I'm pretty sure you didn't mark this one, but I'm pretty sure I remember this being a Corey beer. I marked Mo. I don't think I marked his ones we after before yeah. we opened them. Yeah. You know oh, you marked saying? them in the bag? No, like oh. I hadn't marked those ones because we <clears> haven't okay. opened them yet. I got gotcha. you. So what we have is a Southern Tier Brewing Company Warlock Imperial Pumpkin Stout. I feel like this is right up your alley. Okay. What do you think? I don't know about pumpkin. Oh, you don't know? I thought you liked the pumpkin stones. I don't know about pumpkin. Well, everything else is an IPA. I'm not feeling an IPA tonight. Everything else is in two cans and not just one. 
And I didn't want a full beer before we shut this show down tonight. Oh, I'm totally on board with drinking it. So I'm just not sure how I'm going to feel about it. Like, I'm not going to hate it, maybe. But, like, we'll see. Yes, sir. We Imperial Stout sounds like a party to me. Get it all poured up here, and then we'll get you some deets off the bottle. I'll take a picture of it, so I have that for my files. Here's one beer for your calendar. Thank you. Get a picture. Yes, I'm. Okay, here we go. Okay. So, we have from Corey O'Malley. He sent us this beer here is a Imperial Pumpkin Stout 8.6 ABV. Oh, I should let you drink it before I asked you, before I told you. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Damn. I'm out of practice. Um, yeah. So try this thing out. Smells, but I've, we've had this. Oh, smell that and be like, oh yeah, I've had that. Uh, no, didn't smell it, huh? Didn't, didn't get it. It's good beer. That's, that's pumpkin spicy. Yeah. That's not bad. It's a man's pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> it's a man's pumpkin oh, spice man. latte. What were we going to talk about in last call? I, no, I need oh, to drink more beer. I remember. What? You ready? Okay. You ready to get angry? No, I'm sure. I should have rebuilt my 231. Oh, you just buy an atlas. <laughs> See how easy that was? <laughs> it's almost as easy as saying it. We pre-had this conversation of like, of like, what are we going to talk about in last call? Like, oh, what are we, what should we talk about? What do we do? Rebuild the rebuild the atlas. so rebuild it with an atlas. Rebuild it with an atlas. Okay. So what are the perks of an atlas? Uh front dig. What else? Uh oh, it's light as fuck. It's light as fuck. Okay. Low gearing. Wait, options. is an atlas really that light? Dude, like I could walk around with like a atlas and a Walmart shopping bag i don't feel like that was the case when it showed up it's pretty light relatively huh. speaking so can you go out there right now and like just go ahead and pop it off for me real quick so i can check it out it actually needs to come off oh does it's it? it's outside so it's probably a little chilly yeah probably it's a little yeah. chilly yep advanced adapters atlas transfer case what is a g2 pro series don't know you don't know Atlas two speed transfer case. I need this one right here. Atlas four speed. That's me. So get a four speed. If you're going to drive it on the street, get a four speed. If you're not yeah. going to drive it on the street, get a two speed. If you're going to race it, get an SCS. See how easy that was done. Well, that's sure. Easy. How come? Okay. This is a case builder configure. Okay. Vehicle requirements. Let's go. Let's go. Um, how much do you think this is going to be? If I custom build this four speed or two. Four speed. I don't know. I never priced a four. I don't do street things. Okay. My two speed was over three grand. I don't remember how much over, but I also upgraded some things inside of it. I'm trying to find out where the builder's at on this. I thought it had like an option thing where you could build it all. Configure and add to cart. Thank you. Gear ratio number one. What should it be? I don't know. 408, 544. 816, 1034, or 11.7. There's so much math that has to go into that. With I'm thinking a good entire side. You just oh, need yeah. just throw some shit in there real quick. We okay. just need a price. 544. Uh, okay, yeah. Quick um, build it. This is last call. We don't have all day. Okay, to okay, okay. Build okay. this son of a bitch I feel for you, a I feel price. You. 
let's see here. Got that tail housing. Um, the speedo provision. Um, was electric? I don't fucking know. Rear yoke, thirteen fifty CV. Oh yeah, we're doing good. We're making things happen now. Right. Do I order the shifter kit? Well, how are you gonna shift it? It's a good question. Okay, XJ shifter kit. Oh god, that was three hundred thirty-five dollars. Or you can do a VX for the transfer case. I'm pretty sure he makes something for that. What? Maybe he doesn't. I don't think so. You know what? This bill's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's not great. It's not as bad as I thought. Never mind. I thought I was trying. I don't know what I was thinking. It's okay. late. It is late. Uh, what do you think the total price on an Atlas? Four speed. Four know, speed. 35, 38. Nice work. <laughs> I don't dabble in this. 37, 83, Plus, not, sh- plus not shipping cheap. to get shipping in there. A couple well, that's with months. all the goodies. So that's yeah. with all the, um, that's with a 5.441 to, or four, four to, I bet that doesn't change. What if we go to 11 to one? No, it should Oh, it gets change. cheaper. Yeah, see, there you go. Uh, 408 to one gets uh, about the, oh, is it the same. 868. Maybe they're all the same. Oh, nope. The 541, the 544 is more expensive than any other combination yeah. at $967. If I wanted an 8 to 1, it's 868. Nice. Everything else is 868 except for that gear. I, I picked the most expensive one. I feel like if I'm going Atlas 4 speed, going to a 40 to 1, like a 408 to 1 ratio is silly. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Just need to do what makes you happy. I feel like eight to one. That's what we're, that's the crawl ratio we're looking for. So you're probably four gram by the time you get shipping. Tax oh yeah. Oh yeah, and tax and shit. If there's any tax on it. Let's see if we can let's see if we can add it to our cart. I don't want to add all these. No, it wants all of my things. It wants all my information for my vehicle. That's just way too much work. Either way, so four grand ish. We'll call it four. Um, and I don't know a whole lot about rebuilding the two thirty one. Well, I need to learn. Hmm? Why do you need to learn? Just in case I don't want to spend $4,000 oh, okay. this year. I didn't know. I mean, like I do, but I don't know if I want to spend it on that. Like I want to, I want to throw a rebuild kit in this thing. So Novak sells a rebuild kit for $239. I feel like Novak's a reputable company. Yeah. You know, they shouldn't be selling shit. Comes with all the replacement bearings, um, seals, gaskets. Pretty much everything. Ooh, the new guides for the shifters. Everything's pretty much on there. And a new chain. Mm-hmm. So $240 or four grand. <gasps> Save <laughs> and buy once quite twice. That's like a twofer. That's a twofer. Does that cancel out so like you don't have to pay for it? I didn't pay myself to say mine. Yeah. So you shouldn't so have to I'm pay. I'm not going to pay Shelby to say his tagline. Hmm. So, yeah, see. there's that. There is that. So, I mean, what do you think? So, it's only uh, money. so Atlas four speed. So the reason we're having this conversation is because I heard some noises when I was driving. This sounded a bit like chain, not slap, but like it sounded like the chain was turning in the transfer case, even though I was in two wheel drive. But it might just be like normal noises that you don't normally hear because you have carpet and don't have a hole in your floor. I don't know. I don't think your transfer case is normally supposed to make noises like at that, all. Though. It's hard. Like, I don't know how to explain what the noise was. Well, you either need to figure it out or it's going to let you know when it's ready. That too. It's never at a convenient time. 
<laughs> like the transmission mount? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what I'm going to do, so I did put a new transmission mount in that, but I think I'm going to order poly mounts for the whole thing through yep. and through. Probably not a bad idea. Yeah. Do engine polys on the engine and polys on the, on the uh, transfer case or transmission there. I think that'd be pretty, it'd make it a little more solid. It's a good beer. Yeah, it is a good beer. The spices in it are nice. I don't get um, a lot of the pumpkin though. Yeah. Maybe just a little hint of pumpkin on the finish, which is enough for me. Yeah, I think, yeah. You know? It's more like a, a cinnamon. You taste that spices, and mm-hmm. then you get just a little kiss of pumpkin at the end. It's a good beer. It is. I like it. Southern Tier. Nice work, Corey. Yeah, I could drink a few of those. Yeah, that's pretty good. I can't remember if he said this was his favorite beer. Mm. One of them was, he was telling me one of them was his favorite. I feel like it was the, this Warlock. Nonetheless, it is definitely good. Um, yeah, so I need, to, I need to look into that transfer case. It needs resealed anyway, because it is leaking a little bit around the seal. So on a dumpster. <laughs> dumpster doesn't care if it leaks. It's already in the dumpster. Done. Transferring <laughs> dumpsters <laughs> from one dumpster to another. What are you doing over there? What are you calculating? How many miles I'm going to drive to off-road events this year? Are you? So is that what your calendar is? You're making? Yep. I see. I see. Very freaking many miles of driving. How many are you doing? Oh, well, we're still adding numbers to the pile. We're, we're in the hundreds. What are the, what? Where are you driving? Sixty-four miles. The Badlands. Oh, uh, there's an event there. Uh, there was in January when we went. To oh, yeah. So you're covered. You're putting all those in. Yeah, the year going the full year. You know, there's not enough 64s in there. So, what do you think? You think with all the your miles you're going to put down versus me going, uh, once every for are going every Friday. Who do you think's going to put down more miles? Well, let me get a calculator going. I've got a calculator <laughs> going here. I can give you my numbers. Are you going to multiply those by two? Yep. Counting round trip. I got to get home to go to work so I can pay for the next trip. This is true. Let's see. Badlands off road. Oh. My distance is less, is different than your distance. Oh, I'll back that up. Your location. No home. Yes. It's a lot of driving. 57 miles from my house to the Badlands. So, 114 round trip, approximately, times 30. How many miles are you going to drive? Oh, 6,976. More than double double (laughs) what I'm going to drive if I go there every week. Yeah, buddy. Wow. Wow. Yep. I'm going to say that I'm probably not going to go to the Badlands every week. It was 1,100 to Arkansas and back. Wow. I mean, this says 532. So it's pretty close to accurate. What did I say? Mine was 3,600. I was like dead tits on 1,100. 3,400. Yeah. 3,400 miles is a lot of miles in a Jeep. I literally have an event every weekend. No, no, not every weekend. What? Twice? Once a month? Nothing in August, September, November, and December. So we're good. Sounds like a good time for a, a can plan some stuff. A TOP event. Yeah. So you have the rest of those months have something in them. Yep. What uh, What time in July are you doing an event? <laughs> we got three in July. Wow. We got uh, Point One Series Race, the third uh-huh. at Hooter Holler in Mountain Grove, Missouri. Uh, Visions, the 17th through the 25th 
in uh, Jay, Oklahoma, in Mid-America. And RC Fest is the 31st through the 1st in August. So technically, I'm doing something on August. I don't really count that as an event. I mean, it's an event. It's, it's a wheeling event. It's 20 miles. Okay. But still not bad. No. No. But I put that in July. So technically, I guess yeah. I am doing something in August kind of ish the first weekend technicality i get it yeah right doing something august 1st that counts ish i didn't put on the calendar I like it. but you figure it out i like it so yeah it's all i got <laughs> doing a lot of driving i guess seven what's the 520 month? after august uh after august is the our point one series finals is in mid-america uh in what when's that uh halloween weekend okay 29th to the 31st of october that's right i remember that conversation it's a good park yeah, that's what you're pretty saying. excited to go there somebody twice. somebody told us what was it said that uh s'more was the best park in the world false or something like that because i mean of how, because of their amenities and everything like oh man no, s'mores, no s'mores like the best park ever and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to disagree. And he's like, why is that? I was like, well, because uh, Mid-America Outdoors has free beer, like all you can drink beer. He's like, OK, so it's second best. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I've never been to S'more. I mean, the wheeling for a full size rig is probably way better because right. it's like non-existent wheeling wise. Yeah. But the amenities, like yeah, if you want to talk amenities, I don't think they S'more, added a fucking lazy river. <laughs> I don't think S'more's got a pool. They got a fucking I don't know. I could be wrong. They got a pool. Yeah. With a swim up bar. Yeah, swim up bar. And it is that wasn't good enough, so we're going to add a lazy river, another pool, another volleyball court. They figure out how to link that via trail to Disney. Money. All I have to say is stay tuned, because yeah. uh, next year could be interesting. <laughs> there might be an Ultra 4 race plan there. Oh, my God. Like, to make that trip? Yeah. That'd be gnarly. If rumors come true. Dude, that'd be super cool. Things could be fucking insane that park is fucking insane that would be awesome and it's still a relatively new park like it's only an ultra four race from park to park yeah that'd be sweet that's worth building a rig for (laughs) if that's (laughs) not what does it i don't know what else will you know i want them to cover that like king of hammers that's a good beer so you're like skipping over interstates and stuff I don't know. Let's just make a jump on one side. We didn't have we didn't have a way to get over this interstate, so we just made a jump. I don't know how the rules weren't with that. I don't either. I don't know where. Like I don't know what's in between the two parks. Sounds awesome though. Ah, that'd be cool. That'd be fun to do. We should build a ultra, not an ultra four, but like a. So, so okay, so there's yeah. no like interstate between Disney and Jay, Oklahoma. Well, there's not. No, that's good. Where the fuck is it at? It's only a 23-minute drive, 16.9 miles. Okay. Now, that's like not as the crow fly, but that's like as the Toyota Corolla flies, you know. As the Toyota Corolla flies. Jay, Oklahoma is right there. And Mid-America is on the northwest side of town. There. It literally has a pin dropped on it. Oh, does it? Yeah. Pimp. Knew we were talking about it. And where is Disney? Right over by the Neosha River, right there by Little Blue Park. You have a pen that says Little Blue oh, Park. Oh, I see it. Oh, yeah. It's just right up there. Oh, so it's all woods. Wow. Dude. That looks like pretty gnarly terrain. Oh, like to make, yeah. a, to make a path through that? Yep. That's not going to be a straight line. Nope. 
That's not going to be a 23 minute drive. You're right. Well, it's 23 minutes for 16.9 miles. Where's the park in Disney? I don't actually know. Oh, either. Never been. Okay. But it's not too far away. But it's not tagged like Mid America. It's because it's not fucking epic. Mid America Outdoors needs to be renamed to Mid America Oasis. A Mid America Oasis. Mid America Outdoor Oasis. Like it? I need to talk to people because (laughs) that. They're not underselling the word oasis. I need need to talk to people. What does? I don't remember what uh, the name of the park was there in Disney. I don't know. I just always called it Disney. I know. That's what everybody calls it. So, like, is that what it's actually called? Who knows? Oh, there it is right there. Hogan's Off-Road Park. That's going to be entertaining. There's no way. How do you go from Hogan's Off-Road Park to Mid-America Outdoors in a race car? Is that a railroad bid? Oh, it is. That's like a that's like a track right there. That's a straight line through the trees. That was that had to be an old railroad bed. Oh no, it's power lines. Sorry. I was like, this is a straight line. Dude. Where's yep. it at? Where is it? Yep. I don't see it. Where is it? I lost it. Yep. Oh. oh my gosh, I'm so far away. I was thinking I was gonna be close. Like, oh, it's right here, just right down the road. From Disney, that line goes there, there. Oh no, there's literally a set of like high line power lines that go straight from Mid America, like literally right across the street from Mid America. You can take that power line, but you're not going to be able to buy the power line property. It literally goes from park to park. Yeah, but you can't buy it. You can't buy that property. I just run it right next to it. Yeah, I'm sure they're fine with that. You should run right next to it. Obviously, they got power lines in there. You can get through there. Ish. Might have to go through some ponds. Nah, it's just a grassy area. You're good. It's golf course turf. You're fine. It's fine. All you got to do is dodge power poles for 23 miles. Not even that. Probably like 15 miles. It sounds terrible. Some crow flies. Fine. <laughs> it's pretty much a straight shot. All right. How do you win the race? Uh, don't hit a power pole. Don't hit the power lines. Yep. Think how much fun that I bet the I bet the power poles are spread perfectly enough you could just right gap them. them. Gap them. That'd be awesome. I'm out of beer. Okay. Means it's time for bed. Okay. Let's shut this shit show down. How you many guys, how many miles are you driving to off-road parks this year? You know, uh, that's the listener yeah. question. Listener question. Let us know in the uh Facebook group. That's a good spot for it. How many miles are you driving? I need to remember all these things. This would be good content for uh for um instagram as well mm-hmm. i always forget all that fun stuff mm-hmm. time i get done editing everything i'm like i'm tired i don't need to now everything so cool all right uh you know where to find us on instagram at total underscore offroad underscore podcast check us out on youtube at total offroad podcast Come find us on facebook total offroad podcast there as well and go to the Total Off-Road Podcast Trail Riders group on Facebook, answer the two questions, jump in and continue this conversation. If you're looking for swag or any kind of merch for the uh, from the Total Off-Road Podcast, be it a koozie, t-shirt, maybe some glassware in the near future, or even some cool stickers like our Nug Life sticker, be sure to head over to www.totaloffroadpodcast.com and pick that up. That's also a link to all of our... Uh, partner companies 
including a complete off-road who brought you this last call segment. The crawler off-road guys who have everything you need in recovery. And Off-Road Anonymous. Uh, make sure you check out episode 63, which was Jacob Tuma, wasn't it? No. Episode, was it? No, I'm sorry. 63. Turbo Golf Cart. Turbo, 62. 62. Turbo Golf Cart. Okay. Um, Was with Jacob Tuma. Turbo Golf. Of uh, Off-Road Anonymous. They have all your cool fabricated parts for your off-road rig and off-road needs. Nice. Yep. And some cool tool swag, too. Like a Razor chassis. Um, like a race chassis. You know, like he was talking about. I wonder if yeah. it's on the website yet. Ooh, he was talking about that, wasn't he? That's pretty quick turnaround if it's fast. already up there. So. <laughs> you never fucking know, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to me ramble on about my adventures at Winterfest, and we'll catch you guys on the trail. 